Do you wanna know how to turn one listing into three sales? I've got the world famous Jeff Mays here and we're gonna break it down next on Agent Hacks. Super excited to be on the Zoom call here with my friend, my coach, our team's coach, Tom Ferry coach, Jeff Mays. Jeff, thanks for coming on, man, first and foremost. Hey, I'm a, it's an honor to be here, you know, <laughs> honestly, seriously, on your world-famous presentation. I love it. Thank you. Well, we're grateful to have you on because right now we know the biggest challenge out there for any real estate agent is generating more listings, leveraging their sales because it's an incredible market where things are selling fast, inventory's tight. And one of the things you've been talking about with our team and we've been talking about, and I know you're working with your other clients, is how to take one listing and turn it into three sales. So you take it away, you're the coach. What should everyone do that's watching? To me, you know, we normally do things like just listed, just sold postcards. You know, I, I like to think of it as a bullseye approach and the house, the listing is in the middle of the bullseye. So you're going to do a couple things. Number one is you're going to send out like we normally do a minimum of 200 just listed postcards. We do that, but here's where we do it differently. After that, we're going to call five people to the left, five people to the right, five people in front, five behind. Why would we do that? They probably know that house. Maybe it's very similar to their house. They may know the neighborhood and they get to see your sign. So we're leveraging what we're doing. So we're going to call them and we're going to, we're going to just, this is an easy call. We're just, it's a, it's a service call, not a sales call. We're letting them know the details about the property, the price, uh, answer any questions they have, just give them basic information, right? Everything's mm -hmm. straight so far. Got it. So 200 mailers, 20 phone calls behind in front, left and right. Exactly. And maybe if you can do this in your area, a lot of people are, they're starting to door knock again or drop off door hangers. We're basically bombarding this area with information about us as the expert. So then once it goes under contract, we know things are selling relatively quickly. We're going to send out an under contract postcard. Most agents don't do that. Again, we're going to tell a little bit about the story. We can't tell all the details because it hasn't closed yet. But then what are we going to do? 200 of those mailers are going to go out and then we're going to call those 20 people again around the area. This time we've got good news. This time it's going to be a little bit more of, hey, we had 20 offers. We've got 15 qualified buyers looking in the area. Have you had any thoughts of moving in the next year or two? So Tom, let me ask you something. Why would I say in the next year or two? Why is that important? Well, what I know is that there's like 5% of the population that's actually in a real estate decision-making phase. And most people, they're, they're not gonna move right away. All of a sudden you've hit them four times in however long the period is, let's call it 30 days. If you list it, you sell it, you're the expert. They've heard from you. and now, if they're moving in a year or two, that gives you the ability to follow up and nurture these folks because no one nurtures anybody. We know that all the sales are made at like six, seven, eight, 15 attempts, and you've already gotten four out of the way. And that, that already beats the average realtor who only follows up 2.7 times. Hey, here's what it is. 
we know moving sucks. So when they talk to an agent, right? It does, okay? It's not, it's not on the top of everybody's mind. So there's a big difference between, hey, do you wanna sell your house? To have you had any thoughts of moving in the next year or two? You're pulling, you're taking the pressure off of them because they will go, wait a minute, if I meet with you, you're gonna, you're gonna be slick, you're gonna do something, I'm gonna sign this, I'm gonna put my house on the market on Friday, it's gonna be sold on Saturday, I'm gonna have to move on Sunday. We're yep. taking the pressure off. I see so many agents are calling people, you wanna move, you wanna move, you wanna move. That doesn't work, okay? Well, th there's no empathy there. I mean, they're, they're, clo they're, they're closing like a used car salesman or someone that they see them on the lot and they just wanna do a deal instead of trying to help somebody. And to me, when you try to help people, that's where the, the, the real agent who's gonna guide someone through a stressful process is gonna shine through. So I, I love what you're saying here. So let me, um, let you and I role play this a little bit, okay? Got it, I'm hey, ready. Hey, this, this is Jeff Mays over at ABC Real Estate. Uh, I was reaching out to you. Uh, you may have seen my sign. We recently sold the Joneses, your neighbor uh, next door. We got that house under contract within seven days and we had 10 offers. Wow. And you know, um, that house was priced at $400,000. Let me ask you something. Uh, that house had four bedrooms, two and a half baths. How's that compared to your house? You know, our, our house is, is a little bigger and there are lots a little funky too. I know they're kind of right on the corner. We've got a much bigger backyard. Um, and, and I know they don't have a finished basement. Our kids used to be friends um, when, when they were a little younger. So um, I, I know we, we've got a finished walkout as well. So I mean, it, similar floor plan and, and we've got a, in my, in my opinion at least, our house is a little nicer. Hey, and you're probably going, this is a weird call. And here's why I'm calling. <laughs> First off, I want to say congratulations. Uh, congratulations because you know what? Your home just went up in value. So if they got four, let's call it 420 for that house, what do you think your home is worth, Tom? I mean, at, at least 450, if not more, especially with the basement and, and, and the better yards. So, I mean, we were, and we saw that. I mean, we're thinking probably 450 to 475. So let me ask you something. If I could get you five or 520, would that change your thoughts around moving in the next couple of years? Uh, next couple of years, yeah. I mean, we've got our, our youngest is uh, just about to get out of the house and go to college. So, you know, once that happens, I mean, she came to me with a 525 offer today and we knew our kid wasn't still going to have to go through their senior year in high school. I, that, that would be appealing, sure. So let me ask you this. Where would you move next? Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, we got a second home uh, down, the, down the shore, so we could always kind of temporarily re relocate there and kind of figure it out. I mean, I don't, I don't know where we move to. That's probably something we need to figure out. But, but again, if we're able to get that kind of price, I mean, that, that's a lot more interesting than 420. So let me ask you this. If I called you a year or two later and I said, uh, now your house is worth 480, are you prepared to maybe potentially lose, what, maybe twenty dollars or $30,000 by waiting? You know, if it was two years, we, we probably wouldn't want to wait. Again, we've got to get through our, our daughter's senior year here, and that, that's going to be really important. But, like, you know, she's getting that, uh, that diploma. You know, 525 sounds pretty good. I mean, uh, you know, we, we, can, we can make it work for the summer, right? Yeah, and the, the reason for my call is we've got 10 qualified buyers, and they wanted me to ask you if you have any thoughts of selling, like I said, in the next year or two. So it doesn't sound like we're quite ready for that, right? 
I mean, like I said, I mean, two years at that number might be pretty appealing. I think we, we you know, we, we got it. I can't do that to our kid. As much as I love to pocket an extra hundred grand, no, I can't look her. I can't look her in the eye and say, "Hey, honey, um, you're gonna have to go to a new high school this year." So that that's gonna be a little tough. Totally understand. Uh, let me ask you this: Have you seen anybody around the neighborhood or anybody talk about potentially putting their house on the market? So, so you know the um, the house. It's uh, it's like at the corner. It's at the uh, like caddy corner from us. Um, I know they're 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 a bit older, and uh, they're. You know, I, I don't I don't know them that well, but it looks like they've been I've seen like a couple like clean outs going on there and some some construction work going on, which tells me something's happening. I think it's it's not it's not directly across the street. It's like to the left of us across the street. Hey, I appreciate that information. I'll follow up and see uh, what they're doing over there. But hey, I'm going to email you or text you my information or we're going to send a market update. I really appreciate the call. Uh, let's stay in touch. And I know we're not ready to do anything now, but we'll be in touch in the next couple of years. Sound like a plan? Yeah, I appreciate the update, Jeff. Thanks for the call, super informative. All right, watch this, you are you weren't a buyer or you weren't a seller. <laughs> but yeah. the idea is if we had a good conversation with them, what are we gonna do? We're gonna follow up with a handwritten note. We're gonna mm -hmm. send a CMA and a market update, let them know, put them in our wheelhouse to follow up one. But what we're trying to do is just have a good conversation with somebody at the end of the day. That is a win. <laughs> that is a win. I totally agree. Yeah. Time. Yeah. Well, and, and you know, I, I, what I'm thinking about this, I mean, take it one step further, get their email address, put them on a seller email alert of sales activity in the area, send them a video, handwritten notes. No one does that anymore. And to me, old school is winning right now because everyone is too text first, email first. So any sort of personalized follow-up, that's how you win. Because most people that like they rely too much on automation right now, and you need that extra personal touch in a lot of cases. You know, it's all in the follow-up, Tom. It's all in the follow-up. People get a lead like that and they forget it. They don't. They don't stay in touch with them over the next couple of years or months, and then they forget about it down the road. And that's what. So the next step is after we did the under contract postcard, we're going to send out a just sold postcard too. So here's the idea: they're they're going to get three mailers from you in 90 days, let's say. Yep. They're gonna get, they're gonna get four, they're gonna get at least two or three personal phone calls from you and maybe we're dropping something off. You're basically, you're just making yourself like expert automatically. I've seen agents get one listing in a neighborhood and then all of a sudden they do this and then they get two or three listings down the road, then they become the expert in the neighborhood that's how you build a farm to some degree and focus. That's how you leverage this to get another sale and another listing down the road. Well, and think about what you just said there. In 90 days, they're getting six touches from you, three mailers, three phone calls. That's where sales convert, right? All the studies are six plus attempts, and it's a great way to start. And if you're hitting 200 people, and let's say the average turnover in your market's 3%, 4%, you know, you know, taking kind of this year out of it, but that's historically where they are, at least in the Northeast. And I know we're not that far from each other. All of a sudden, you're talking to potential sellers. You're reaching out to potential sellers or someone that maybe wants to upgrade or they have a friend that wants to move into the area and they know that you're the person, the guy or gal to reach out to in case there's a new home coming on the market. So, and it's all sweat equity here. There's a little bit of check equity. Don't get me wrong. The mailers cost money, and you can do that with EDDM or something pretty inexpensive. But making the calls, that's what agents don't want to do. They don't want to make the calls 
And that's where you can get more business and win more listings. Totally. So if there's 200 mailers times three, that's 600 touches plus yep. 120 calls. That's 700 calls and touches around that in 90 days. They're going to know you at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. But here's what the thing is. You know what, Tom? That involves work. That involves <laughs> a little thought process. That involves having a system. What yep. is the average? What does the average agent do? They list a house. They don't send out a just listed postcard. They get it sold within the first day or two, and they brag about it on social media. And then they're on to the next one. They don't realize that they there's so much opportunity on what just happened there. I can't tell you how many times this happened to me the other day with one of my clients. He's like, I think the market's changing a little bit. I was like, okay. And then he goes, I sold a house this weekend and I had 12 offers. And I was like, wait a minute. You just said the market's changing, but you had 12 offers. That makes no sense. Here's what I told him to do. I said, he had all those. This is a good idea. He had 12 offers. I said, take those offers and go knock on the doors this weekend and say, here's 12 offers for what I just sold. Like it cracks me up when people don't leverage a good thing. We could run with this for months to get mm -hmm. more listings and sales around that area. Think about that. Well, and that to me is the fundamental issue here, right? And we talk about this all the time, literally picking up the phone and taking action is what will let you leverage your success. Email is great. Maybe what, what are you getting a seven, 8% open rate tops? You know, phone calls, you're getting someone on the phone, you can have a real conversation with them, make a real connection. People want to hear the sound of your voice. Door knocking is the same thing, only then they can see you and they can see how passionate you are about their business and helping people. And it all comes down to not just automating, but putting in the work. And that's where leverage comes from. And we know the highest achievers, they leverage everything, no matter what the business is. It's all about leverage. So you take the listing, active, 200 mailers, 20 front, back, left, right phone calls. Do the same thing when it goes pending, when it goes sold. And then when you have the offers, when it's a multiple offer situation, go let the neighbors know, hey, I got 10 other people that want to move into your neighborhood. Who else do you know that's thinking about selling? It's that simple. Hey, Tom, here's the problem in this business. We're searching for the needle in the haystack. And if we find that needle, it's big bucks. It, yep. But the, the average agent doesn't want to do the work. They don't want to go find that needle. And so they're letting other people, you're losing an opportunity. <laughs> and watch this, on the flip side, let's say I was the buyer's agent. You know, when you sell a house as a buyer, nobody knows in the neighborhood that you sold that house. Yep. They do not know. Why wouldn't you want to leverage that experience too? Actually, you're the, you're the one that really put the deal together because you brought the buyer. On the flip side, if I was a buyer's agent, I'd do exactly what we just said Obviously, we can't put, out, I don't think we can put out under contract, but we could, when it goes closed, we can say that we're involved in the sale of this. We could send so out Pencil the same In Pennsylvania, mailers. it's legal to do it when it goes pending. So you can do it pending, you can do it sold, and then maybe you do it 30 days after they move in and say, hey, there's other people out there. I was able to get this offer accepted against 10 others. If you're worried about the competition in the marketplace, I've got the playbook to win. Let's talk. Because again, it's you're leveraging your success. And when you do that and you show, hey, I can win this really competitive situation, people have a lot more confidence in working with you and maybe taking the risk of putting their home on the market, trying to find a new one. So I think where agents get hung up on is 
nobody wants to look like a salesperson. Nobody wants, they get in their head. They, they, I don't want to be, I don't want to be pushy. I don't want to, we've got to think there's a difference between a sales call and a service call. 100%. A sales, a sales call, you're making a call to close somebody or to sell them right then. We've got to think more of like, this is a service call. I'm just checking in. I'm just spreading good news. I'm just, I'm just letting you know, I'm not expecting anything from that service call. Now think about this. How many calls do we get from insurance agents, attorneys, lenders? People are always servicing us and they're just checking in. Why do we get so weird in the head when we pick up the phone? Why do you think that is? Well, people are afraid of getting a no. And what I know is the more no's you get, yeah, the more no's you get, you're closer to a yes, but it's definitely rejection is one. And, and two, I think there's that secret agent thing. People don't want to let people know they're an agent. And when you do that, you're missing out on opportunities. And if we're talking about leverage, everyone you know should know that you're an agent. Everyone that you know. And, it, and there's, there's a nice way to do it. There's a way to do that. And the problem is a lot of realtors go on social media and it's always either look at me, I did it again, or we just sold this house instead of putting out some information or just sharing telling about the story. Yeah, yeah, telling or the just story. Yeah, telling the story. Telling the story what happened, right. 100%. Hey, uh, I know Bill was recently uh, you know, with your team there. He always says this, some will, some won't. Who cares next? Yep. Okay, we get, we get too much in our mind about people. I mean, people are paralyzed to get on the phone. Well, and, and, and that paralysis is driven by fear because they're fear of being rejected. And then all of a sudden they don't end up doing anything and you're sitting with a goose egg every month. So with the goal of taking one listing and leveraging three sales, we know that it's about making calls, doing direct mail, all the old school stuff that everyone has been talking about for decades. This is nothing new here. And especially now when the market conditions are tougher for agents, it's all about doing the things that nobody else wants to do. And if you do that for a couple of years, you're going to be able to do whatever you want for the rest of your life. Hey, Tom, you may be doing this as well, and I know you've heard this, is their call, other teams are calling around sales and listings that weren't theirs. Yep. Why couldn't you do this? You could do the same thing. You probably can't send out the mailers quite as mm -hmm. much, but you can, you can, once it closes, that's public information, you could put that out there as well. But still, like, let's say I have nothing going on, I would find something recently that just sold and go after that. I was I was the agent. I used to sit in the back of the meetings and someone would say, yeah, man, I just sold this house. We had like five offers. And I'd be like, cool, what's the address? Because <laughs> I was going to go knock on the doors later that day, or I was going to make those calls because I knew that person wasn't going to make those calls or knock on those doors. Get out there and work. 100%. I mean, we, we've covered a lot here. And, and I mean, I hope everyone's taking notes because there's three or four things you can implement right now today in your business. And what, what Jeff said there is really important because there's a world that existed in real estate before Zillow, before Realtor.com, before Facebook, before all this stuff. And this is what agents did to be successful. And there's a lot of great agents that had long careers doing that. So instead of relying on the easy thing, do what the other people don't want to do and you're going to be able to take market share and leverage those sales, whether they're yours or not, and turn them into other business. So as we're wrapping up here, Jeff, anything else to add that people are watching right now they can implement in their business today so they can walk away and do four, five, six deals over the next 90 days? Hey, don't be afraid. Be assertive. Get out there. 
you started this, you're like, hey, what can we talk about? What's working right now? You know what's working right now? Old school methods are working <laughs> because you ever, you ever had that point where you're texting somebody you're like, ooh, that doesn't sound good. Texting is a good form of communication. I mean, uh, sure. notification, but not communication. So get out there, get on the phone. So we can now probably get out there and start knocking on doors. Let's, let's get out there and tell a great story. Back to basics. Love it, brother. Thank you for coming on. Great episode. Guys, take notes. Write this down. Jeff, we'll put all your information up here on the episode if people want to connect with you. And we'll be back next week. Thanks for watching.